The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, October 18th, 2022, season 18, episode number 53. Welcome to the latest edition of the break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and we are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Tuesday. We got a couple big quick picture questions we're going to talk about today. Brian has a little game for us that I just heard about here, uh, I guess, at some point, maybe in the second or third segment. And, uh, and we'll try to get you guys uh, ready and kind of give you a good recap of that Philly game and what it means kind of going forward as they enter these next two weeks against opponents that you think – Cowboys have a good chance of being able to beat. Let's start first with the topic I think that everybody cares most about is where is Dak and uh, is he going to be back this week? Um, Nick, you were there with me. We were uh, at the game uh, Sunday watching Dak uh, and him during his pregame workout. What do you think he looked like? What 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 was your impression as you watched him uh, get that workout before the game? I mean, honestly, the biggest thing for me was the snaps that he was taking under center. I mean, That's, that, uh, that yeah. I thought was big. Yeah. Uh, just the ball, it's going to slam into your thumb every time, you know, and you got to get up there and you throw it. And the throws after that were good. I mean, uh, they were good throws. They were 20-yard, 20 25-yard throws. Um, I know Chris, our producer, was there getting some good video of it, and you know he was there, and 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 it it looked good, and it definitely looked good seven days away from playing uh, again. So he's not playing; he wasn't playing that night. And as long as there's no setbacks, you know, you would think it would keep healing the right way. Do you think the Cowboy fans were bummed that he didn't try and give it a go against Philly? I mean, after the third interception, I mean, probably. Like, <laughs> but I yeah. mean, do you, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I know. I don't know about your timeline, but my timeline was okay. He's out there throwing the ball around. He's taking snaps. That's the thing I noticed first, Nick. I, a good eye on mm-hmm. your part. You know, the ball slamming into his hand, and you're going, okay, that part of it looks good. Right. You know, I mean, I, there were people there. You know, and, and I was answering like, whoa, 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 wait. There's a plan here. Mm-hmm. There's a plan. There was a ramp up. There was all this stuff, and there were people like questioning if he's like, I, if he's healthy enough here, why does he not play in this game? I appreciate them not putting him in uniform if he's not going to start because I, we've been down that road oh, yeah. before, and I guarantee after that first interception, it would have been like, well, that. Yeah. You ready? And everyone's yeah. looking, and and it's not happening, and it's never going to happen, and you're never going. I I wouldn't have. I'm glad they didn't do that. You know, I, I think I think sometimes fans and maybe even media to some degree, they fall into this fallacy of thinking that players are like Madden pieces, right? Sure. Uh, once they're once a player is healthy, and I'm putting up air quotes, once they're healthy, they're immediately ready to go. And we've seen sometimes this year uh, with Michael Gallup, we saw it where a guy may be cleared medically. But there still is a point of, okay, is he really ready to play football? And and I think that's the part that I'm more concerned about is, yeah, Dak made the thumb may be fine. They may clear him with the thumb. The issue still becomes, ha- have they ramped up his shoulder and is throwing 
all the mechanics that are part of throwing, have they ramped those up enough to where he can go out and play a game where he may throw the ball 30 to 40 times? He didn't practice. Without hurting himself. And yeah. he didn't practice. Like right. that's, There's yeah. a lot that goes if, into yeah. it. If practice didn't matter, that's what Jason Garrett would always say, we're for practice. If it didn't matter, they wouldn't do it. So he didn't practice all week yeah. and, and didn't practice with the guys. Um, with with you know with against the Eagles and with this receiving sure. core and all that, so I mean yeah, you were seeing if he can throw, see if he could throw, looks pretty good, throw it out there on the field, but now work him up. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is like, you know, we all we're all on social media game day during the week and all that. Well, every game day and even after the game, you see on at least everything that I see are fans comp- are saying we don't need Dak. Keep back <laughs> off, cut the guy, we don't need him, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, now we see the game, him throwing in, well, Cooper Rush throwing interceptions and all that. And now everything on my timeline is Dak needs to come back. We need Dak, get Dak back in there. Okay, thanks, Cooper Rush. So it's just funny how quickly things change depending on the outcome of the game and how he's playing. But I think that right now everything uh, indicates that he will be playing this weekend. I don't see any other reason that he would not be. So walk me through what does he need to do this week? Uh, What do you think he needs to do this week? Is it just get through a week of practice? If you can do that, then you're ready to go. Yeah, I mean that sounds simple enough. I mean, like get ready. You know, that's that's what the plan is all along. Is get a, a week full of throwing. He he threw some. Uh, I think it was a Wednesday and Thursday, probably some Friday, and then you know here he is Sunday, and now start to get ready to practice and mentally get ready for the game, get ready for the Lions defense and what they've got going on, and and who's going to play where, and when Farniot comes in, tack, you know, as an eligible blocker, I mean, where does he go and line up? I mean, it's all part of it, as opposed, it's not just the guy going out there. Can he throw to James Washington and Dennis Houston? Yeah, that looked good. Now ramp it up, ramp it up. And I think a big thing to that. Um... Um, is I guess he hadn't been clear medically just yet. And that's something I know Mike McCarthy talked about it yesterday. I would assume that happens maybe today where he's just fully clear and given the green light where he can now take all the snaps with the first team and all that. So I think that's a big difference. If he he wasn't clear before, how is he going to go out there and go and be full go? So. He should be good now. He's still wearing that thing, right? The because I saw him on, when I he was really throwing. It, yeah. I saw him at the game. He was wearing his something around the thumb. So I wonder if he's gonna take that off this week or if he's gonna be practicing and maybe even playing it's with flex that on. seal. You know, you're seeing those commercials. Flex seal. So he doesn't leak. Yeah, you know, gorilla gorilla tape, whatever you want to put on there. Yeah. You know, I couldn't tell if it, but I, what I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell if it was a pat, if it was padding, or if it was like a it's support device. brace. It's a Support. Yeah. It, support. It's it's yeah. more support is what okay. it really really is. It's and so yeah, I, I you know he was thrown with it on, so mm-hmm. it might be something that he's comfortable doing. I, I think you make a great point though, Derek, about the um, okay. It's not so much about the thumb. How about the back? How about the core? How about the mm-hmm. shoulder? How about the lower body? Everything that it takes to throw a ball. Mm-hmm. You know, the last thing you need is Dak Prescott out there playing, and then all of a sudden it's like. And his core strength's not very good right now. His back, why is he why does he look like he's, you know, kind of flinching and doing stuff? You know, that's the last thing you need is something else, you know, to cause I mean, you know, he might be, yeah, throw the ball, but there's so much other things that go into throwing the stride, mm-hmm. you know, how you rotate, and all these things. And if you're not ready to go, then 
don't throw. And that's happened. And we saw it. He was coming back from the ankle injury all year, coming back, getting ready for camp, getting ready for camp. And then he gets the camp, ankle's good. He tries to make some Hail Mary throw because he's not really used to throwing all the time. And then he hurts his his shoulder, shoulder back, or blade, armpit, with, yeah. whatever that was, yeah. you know. So like, and, and so all that goes into play here, and and he hasn't been able to throw, mm-hmm. obviously because of the thumb. So I think he will. I mean, I, he looked good. He looked good throwing the ball. That that looked really good. And but you also wonder too is is you know they patted him on the back afterwards, like good job, and that was it. The Lions are probably going to see. Well, you know what? If he's going to run with the ball, I'm just going to. I'm going for the ball yeah. and the thumb. Whatever. I'm going to hit all of that it. That was because if your head coach is going to bite your own knee, bite your kneecap. If that, if he's going to help you up and bite your kneecap and punch you in the throat, he's going to punch you. Speaking in the Speaking of Dan Campbell, that's who he's going to punch about, you yeah. in the thumb. Not Dan Mike Campbell. McCarthy. Let's be clear. <laughs> no, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell made it clear that how physical they're going to play, and and so I would imagine if a guy's got a, a, a bum thumb, they're going to test it. They'll bite it. Bite it. <laughs> Kick it, whatever. Let's say he does play this weekend. Are are we? And you know, this is something we've talked about here on here about the mental aspect of things. Do you guys feel that that's just going to be a whole setback mentally? Because we've seen him before when he comes back in, just kind of not being fully comfortable and confident, and just you see. I'm not calling him that he's afraid, but you see the hesitation sometimes and trying. Mm-hmm. Help me with a good word. I'm not saying he's scared. Cautious. But I mean, he's cautious. Cautious. Yeah, yeah. Cautious. Yeah, that's a good word. Are you guys concerned he, about is that? Is that different than who he usually is? Because I, I see Dak as the kind of quarterback that that it's one of the reasons why he has never been a turnover machine is because I do think he's very thoughtful, sometimes a little bit too much mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, I don't know, uh, hold, hold, hold. You know, he's waiting because he wants to make sure what he's seeing is what he's really seeing. So I don't, I don't know if that's really different when he comes back from an injury than just being who he is. In I don't my know. Opinion. I've seen I, it. I've seen like a difference because you can be cautious but confident and, and comfortable, as opposed to being cautious but a little hesitant. I don't know what that play. guy was that played against Tampa. Yeah, I didn't know that guy. Mm-hmm. I was expecting. I was expecting that all these things that had been happening to him—the shoulder, the ankle, the calf. I kind of feel like, okay, just he's put all that behind him. Go be 2016, 2017. Go be Dak that was through week eight of last season. Yeah. You know, go be that guy. And I I think there's something to that, Amber. I, I think there's, you know, maybe the organization in a way also says, dude, if you don't have to run, don't run. Don't put yourself in harm's way. Do yeah. You know, and where to me, and I've said this a bunch, to me, Dak Prescott, when he feels the game, when he feels the hits, when he feels the physicality and gets blood and mud and things on him, I think he's a better player. Yeah, yeah I think he because he because he he's he's he used to be a guy that had body armor. You know, he was a big guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd bang into people and stuff. And now he's like he loses weight. He looks good, best shape of his life. I'm like, no, no, I need the other guy that was kind of a tank. That was just, Where'd you leave that guy? <laughs> yeah, I go, that's the guy that was kind of banging into people yeah. and, and, and stiff-arming guys at the sidelines with his throwing hand. You know, I mean, just you know, that's the guy I was thinking because he's not going to be an elite quarterback when it comes to touch and accuracy and all those things. What makes him different than the other guys is his toughness. And you take that toughness away from him or his ability to play with a little recklessness – 
I think it makes him a different quarterback, and I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing with him. Yeah. The the guy that, that won the playoff game in 2018 against Seattle, you know, it was third down and Diving. 10 or yeah. 12, yeah. and, you know, the field goal makes it a six-point game, but a touchdown would put it away, and he just run, barrels through a third and 14 yeah. and yeah. flips over the top and yeah. gets to the one. That You need that guy. I miss that guy. Because because <laughs> – and you don't see every quarterback doing that, but I mean, let's let's call it what it is. I mean, Dak isn't the the best passer in the yeah. league. We know that. Yeah. That's not what. If he was, he wouldn't have been drafted in the fourth round. He yeah. that's not his game. But his game is all the intangibles that he was talking about. The tank, that kind of that kind of player, all into one is like a winner. And that's I think that they miss that right now. So not the guy that took that option against Tampa and got a first down and then was just looking to fall. Yeah. Any, any more than that from, from this team with this offense. Yeah, and I agree with all that stuff. I just don't know if I think it's a confidence issue. I think he's a very confident player. I don't think sometimes, going yeah. back to the Tampa game, I just think sometimes he doesn't play well. He yeah. just didn't play well that he game. Did, that, to me, well. was not about confidence. No. He just didn't play Nobody well. Nobody really played and, well there. Yeah, exactly, and that happens. Like He, he just didn't play well in Could that game. Could be his confidence with his left tackle that's never played left tackle before. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And now you see him. Maybe. I thought what Jerry said on the radio this morning, yeah. 105.3 fan, I mean, talked about Dak being ready, looks good and all that, but I thought what he said about this is a better football team than it was in week one. Absolutely. This, was a, this is a team that's learned how to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to. They learned how to play differently they they they've they the defense has come together in a way we didn't expect the offensive line is now better a little bit more cohesive I think he, he had there's more trust in a Noah Brown guys like that you know that the receiving core can help can win the way that Zeke's running the ball pretty well I think that there's just the kickers making kicks uh, that's not 59 yards and you know off grass yeah. I think that there's just more confidence with this football team and so my question now becomes what changes when Dak is back? Or should it change? Like, we've seen how this offense has morphed. Mm-hmm. Has it morphed because it needed to, or has it morphed because it is the better way to play football based upon what they have and what they've created now as a football team? Real quick, before we get into that, let me let me reword what I was trying to point out, because I don't like using the word confidence, mm-hmm. because he's a very confident guy. And I don't like using the word, like, being scared, because I don't think he, like, he's a competitor, and he will go out there and compete. What concerns me is now here's another injury that has sidelined and sidelined him. Yeah. yeah, On the bench, basically. So he he's watching. So it's just like, how many injuries have we gone through now? And I'm not saying he's injury prone or anything. It's just, it's bad luck. Part of the game, it happens. But the fact of how many instances now he has to be he, he's had to watch the game from the side and you know what that causes in you when you are a competitor and an athlete anyone who likes to compete if you're seeing your team whether it's winning or struggling you want to be out there so it's just that mentality of of like okay what kind of hesitation does that create now in you wanting to protect yourself and not allow yourself to get injured again to where now you're back out of the field and the game. So it's just like that mental aspect. Can he be full go? Can he run? Can he get out of the pocket, use his feet, the ability? One of those things that you just mentioned, Brian, his aggressiveness, toughness, and just being himself 100%. So it's 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 a tough thing because it's not just physical now. It's the mental side of things. So it will be really interesting to see 
how he really returns because I know he's eager. He, he's been kind of saying it to the media every time he walks by. You know, he's, he's eager to go out there and be full go. So, anyways, going back to your question, sorry. <laughs> no, that, I, I think that's, wanted and to I think that's that fair. Out. I think that's fair. And I, I, I agree with your point that I don't know that it's that I, I agree that I don't think it's a confidence matter from his standpoint of just like his confidence in himself. But I can agree where I do think there are, whether it's pressure from internal, whether there are coaches and front office people who are like, Dak, we need you, so kind of chill yeah. on all that. Or or some, you know, those kind of things. Or even, as you said, Nick, maybe confidence in the people around him. Like, am I sure this guy's going to get this block? Am I sure this receiver's going to get open? And, pres- and what I'm seeing is what I'm actually seeing. Like, there can be some of those kind of confidence issues. I, I, I agree with mm-hmm. that. How about the confidence he's not going to get hurt again? You know, that's, confidence on his part, or confidence yeah, on yeah, the organization that his part. that his part. You yeah. know, his part. I mean, you talk about confidence, maybe the lack of, like, man, if I run this ball, I might get hurt. Maybe I don't need to run this ball. You know, that I, I think there's something to that. He he's had some. He went from never getting hurt to like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he took what's he a, had now? Three injuries. Yeah, in the last I mean, two? to the point where you now do segments and you talk about is he injury prone? You do. You you have you know, they have segments and. People say, well, is he unlucky? Is he injury prone? Yes, no, all this and stuff like that. But I, I your, your your confidence thing, I think, is right. I, I mean, it's not confident that I'm going to go out there and play well. The confidence is if I go out there and play the way I want to play, am I going to get hurt? Mm. You know, I think that's the thing that I think that, you know, he has to. And, and, and Nick's right. That, that option run was, okay, I could – I had a, a lane. I took it. I got – Five yards and I and I went down quickly. You know, I mean, there's there's times to be smart and then there's times to be like go for it. And I don't know. I think the go for it guy was a better player. That's just me. All right, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we're gonna get some questions from Brian. He's got a quick little game for us. We'll have come right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. 
What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA, equal housing lender, credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Miller Lite is proud to bring you Barbecue Fest Dallas, located yeah. at Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium. Join your Cowboys from November 4th through November 6th for some of the best barbecue in the country. Get your tickets today at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. So, Brian, I, I kind of miss when you used to when you used to work here full time. You'd like bring us like different dishes. You'd make up some mm-hmm. gumbo and that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, so I'm kind of wondering, like, is at some point, is that going to be something we do on the break? Like, I know you're not here full time, but that could be, you know. Tell me what really dish well you want, see, Derek, and we'll see, get Derek, that done for you. You just challenged him, and now, like, in a week, he's going <laughs> to come in with all He's going to have an apron on, and he's going to have something cooking <laughs> over here. And, and, cooking and we're going to be right here on the, Like, I'm not running to the training table today. I'm eating whatever Brian's making. I'll tell you what. Let me know when it's uh, Mediterranean Day here, Thank and I'll you. cook something up for you guys. How about that? You don't, Derek will let us know. Look, me and, me and Nick on Mediterranean Day, we usually are going to do something. How was the shrimp basket yesterday or two days ago or last week? I, I didn't. Oh, the one we got upstairs? Yeah, no, no, no. Bad. Didn't you go? Yeah, you we went were, to a place here. Yeah. The old, uh, what's the old it called? Tricky fish. Tricky fish. Yeah, tricky good fish. stuff. All right, there you go. Good stuff right out here at the Stars. Good stuff. There we mm-hmm. go. All right, let's jump in. Brian, you got a game for us. What you I got? do. Oh, wait, wait, real quick. Second segment brought to you by blockchain.com. Okay, Brian. There we go. I knew I was going to wait for that ding. I was about to remind you. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Here we go. AG. Oh, boy. Who benefits most from Dak returning? Mm. Who benefits? Could be a coach, player. Who benefits the most? Fans? Who benefits the most? Well, um, is Dalton Schultz playing? <laughs> Cooper Rush's wife. They'd have to fly all over the place. She didn't have to look like Lose she was going to throw up. Like yeah, she's hyperventilating. Yeah, that's short term because next year, I'm sure she could want some more games. Increase that paycheck for yep. next year. I don't think he's going to be making south of a million dollars next That's year. True. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, who could who benefits the most? <laughs> who benefits the most, AG? Uh, well, I said Dalton Schultz if he's back. I don't know his injury status right now. Doesn't sound like Jerry does either. Jerry's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I was a little surprised. It just seems that as soon as, I mean, he just completely disappeared with Cooper Rush in. You got other guys going in there. I mean, Jake Ferguson and all that. He just, I think Dalton, and he's in a uh, the franchise tag, big right. year for him. So yeah, that's why the owner was questioning what was going on. There. Yeah, um, but as far as like guys who, because we don't know his status really, as far as guys for this weekend, I would like to think in between Michael Gallup and Ceedee Lamb, I think their game just kind of takes a next level, a next step, and they just they just start playing better together. When Dak was in there the first game, even though it wasn't a good outcome, CeeDee Lamb was still struggling and we didn't see that come to fruition, him being the number one receiver. So I think that now with the addition of Michael Gallup and you got them three together now with Dak, I think their game just kind of goes up, or at least that's what I hope, that they, as a receiver corps, just get better with Dak back in the mix. Derek? I actually think it's C.D. Lamb, and the reason why is because C.D. Lamb, right now, this organization is trying to figure out 
if CeeDee Lamb is truly a number one receiver. In another two years, mm-hmm. year and a half, they're going to have to make a decision on do you pay him Devontae Adams kind of money? like, mm-hmm. Or are you paying him money closer to Cedric Wilson? Like, what is he? And I think if he's going to show that he can be a number one receiver, a true number one receiver, and demand that kind of mon- money, then I think that means that he's going to need his quarterback, and I think that's why Dak is very important to him right now. Uh, my answer would be, uh, this is kind of contingent on him being the guy that he was and running the ball, but I think it could be Zeke, specifically mm-hmm. on the play like the RPOs that we've yeah. seen, where if your quarterback if your quarterback is not going to run and Cooper Rush does not run, uh, then then I think it, it just kind of jams up the middle. And now he did a nice Zeke did a nice job running, but I think if if you have a little bit more threat to run, I think that would help the running backs, particularly Zeke. Can I throw in an honorable mention? Sure. Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore That's my guy. wants to get back to throwing the ball a little <laughs> yeah, bit more. Yeah. And I think this allows him to do it. Maybe so. I, I, I hope that's I hope they all benefit. I hope the fans benefit too. Uh, that'd be nice. Okay, uh Derek, I'll go with you on this one. All right. Who's been better? Tyler Smith or Dorrance Armstrong? Hmm. That's a good one. They both have some warts still. Um I would probably have to say Tyler Smith just because I think when Tyler Smith is bad, you notice it more, obviously, mm-hmm. like because you see those the plays. The one poor play. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and that's the thing. Like, the rest of the time, he may, he have, he may have one or two really bad plays yeah. in the game, but I think Dorrance probably has more of those bad plays. You just yeah. don't notice them as right. readily. Uh, so if I had to say one or the other, I would go with Tyler Smith. I think he has been really, really good for a rookie. Nick? That's a good one, and and it's and you only do that because you probably like caught yourself. Like you, yeah. probably, it's probably like okay, who are these? You know, like these two are tough. These are questions I get watching that to all twenty two. Yeah, and it's and it's good because, like you said, there's times when 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 Tyler doesn't do well, you kind of see it. You don't see, it, and he does has he doesn't have the stats that like Armstrong has, but five sacks. A blocked punt and a blocked field goal. <laughs> I, I want to. I want honestly. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to have the PR department find that. When it's the last time someone's had five sacks, a blocked punt, and a blocked field goal in the same year, uh, he might be number one. He might yeah. be. One and we're only, we're not even halfway through the year. Not even yeah. close. Yeah. I think he's been. I, I, from a stat standpoint, I I know he's not the best on the, against the run, but I'm going to go with Dorrance on that. Just so you know, Nate Newton just texted me and said Armstrong, so he agrees with you. <laughs> well, there's a first. <laughs> if Nate gonna, agrees with you, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to call that a moral victory that, that, that he agrees with me. <laughs> hey, G. Well, I disagree. There we go. There we go. No, I think for sure to me would be, and I and I love everything that Dorans have been doing. But when you take into consideration the guys who are next to him, the guys that are on the side of the defense playing mm. with him, the opportunities that that creates for him, not to take any credit away from him. But also adding that he's a veteran now. How many times? I forget what year he's on currently. Fourth? I think so. Fourth year mm-hmm. um, in the league. But then now you look at, okay, Tyler Smith, the fact that he's a rookie, the fact that usually he's going one-on-one on situations like that, the fact that he's limited his mistakes. Yes, there are times, but to see how well, because I didn't think he was going to be – Playing the way that he is playing that quickly, we saw the potential, but I didn't think he would be as good as he's been. And also considering 
what happened during training camp. The like you didn't know what position he's gonna be at specifically. So taking all that into account, I think that he deserves a lot more credit for that aspect. That he's a rookie. He's been doing a very very good job. And the penalties have not really been a full issue like yeah. on him. Like you know, sure. it's not like we're sitting here week after week holding talking about it, yeah. holding penalties. Yeah. And that was. An area of concern that people were questioning and wondering what if that was going to be a negative aspect of things for him when he started the season. Nick, five, fifth year uh, for Dorrance Armstrong, by the oh, way. Fifth, yeah. Is he? Is and he, he and he had seven and a half sacks his first four seasons, and now he has five this year. How long Dan is that Quinn. deal? He just that he two year deal. Two years. So he's yeah. up mm-hmm. next year, not this year. Right? Yeah, two, this year and then one more. You got it. Okay. Dan Quinn and AD on that one, coaching him up. Mm-hmm. Nick. Even if opponents don't run RPOs on offense, do they try something after watching the Eagles hold Parsons in check? I think that I think what they're going to try to do is is see figure out the ways to get him in coverage. Um, I thought that that was was key. I mean, he was he was in coverage a lot, and he's just not the same. I mean, he's good. Yeah. He's good at doing it. He, he's he's an athletic freak, but he doesn't hurt you as much as he does. He doesn't dominate the game when you're taking out a tight end, unless it's a Kelsey or a, or a Kittle or something that is the main part of what they do. Which I don't even know if he would be able to do that. So um, I think they're going to try to find mismatches. I think what it'll do is it's going to force Dan Quinn's hand to say, you know what. We got to get him as rushing. We just got to get yeah. him at yeah. defensive end most of the time, or rushing up the middle or whatever. But yeah, there was something there to get him out in, in coverage, and then and he gets frustrated. And when yeah. he's frustrated, it, I don't know what it, how, who it hurts the most. I don't know if it hurts him or if it hurts the tackle he's going up against on the next play because he a pissed off Mike is pretty good, but he does kind of get in his own head a little bit. Yeah. Look, I think I think the issue here, or the the interesting part for the Cowboys is. They do have an issue when it comes to stopping the run. And I do think that if you're watching it, you say, wow, what the Eagles are doing with the RPOs, that that's something we can really kind of consider. I think the problem is most teams don't have the personnel yes. to be able to just yeah. do that. Right. The quarterback makes a huge difference. Goff isn't going to be scaring you as much. That's even though exactly he did right. Win a playoff like if, game if, if he opts, if he opts to keep the ball. Uh, now, here's where it could get interesting. Do the Giants start using that when they play the Cowboys? Because they do have a quarterback that yeah. is fairly mobile, mm-hmm. and and they have a running back that's dangerous. And so when you start thinking about it from that perspective, there are certain teams that maybe they wouldn't be great at it, but they may use it a little bit to kind of in critical moments maybe get the some, Bears some coming nice up could be Bears. with yeah. yeah. I don't know Bears. if the Bears like their quarterback is that, yeah. but are you scared about anybody else? I would be like, don't let Fields get off. Yeah, who else going to get Montgomery's going to run it up the middle or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little less concerned about him yeah. taking it. No, the I, distance, yeah, know? they they don't have because your quarterback in Phillies. I think the quarterback running almost scared him more than Miles Sanders. Right. Yeah, which has been Miles Sanders is benefiting all year because of That's that. Exactly right. But yeah. I don't think that golf is scares you more than. Or Jones doesn't. Daniel Jones doesn't scare you more than Saquon Barkley. No, but Daniel Jones, if you don't pay attention to yeah. him, can can Certainly. break you on a couple of plays. Yeah. So I do think there are a couple teams that can do it. Most teams they play won't have that ability. I think that I mean, just as much as offenses are going to be looking at the Eagles' tape and seeing how they were able to kind of neutralize Micah Parsons and and play and attack him that way. I think that our guys are going to be looking at that film quite a lot and trying to figure out how to improve and get better in that aspect. So, yes, I can see how 
offenses start kind of trying to imitate some of the things that the Eagles were able to do against the Cowboys. But at the same time, I think that this is this is a week that the Cowboys kind of get better at that and improve. And we haven't seen them kind of – that has been the, the area that they have have not been good even since last year, the, the, the running defense, stopping the run. But seeing Micah and, and putting that film up there, I know that he's going to – be pissed off seeing that in front of his teammates and kind of all together, not even not just Dan Quinn, but everybody in that room just trying to figure out a way to really clean things up and improve in that aspect. Got time for one more? Yeah, let's do one more. One more. Uh, AG, how winnable is the NFC this year, the conference? How winnable is the conference? I think there are some... Um, Man, I wish you guys spoke Spanish because I have a word I want to use and I can't think of the English word. But you know when you're in the desert and just kind of like you start seeing things that are it's not really there. Yes, yes. I think there are some teams that are like that. And I think that um, the Cowboys can very much take the lead and, and win out. I think the Cowboys, even though on the offensive side of the ball, obviously you're, you're getting Dak Prescott back, I think, or I hope, it's going to improve in a lot of ways, but I think that once they do that, the defense is going to be is going to keep playing better and better every week. I do believe so, but with the help of the offense putting in pulling their weight as well, I think that the Cowboys can definitely take the lead. And it's not it's not anything that's too far yeah. fetched for me. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Cowboys have a chance to. They're going to have to try to catch the Eagles. It's going to be a tough um, because w- the way they're playing right now and their schedule is not not that great either. Neither is the Cowboys. I feel like the Cowboys will probably be the fifth seed in the playoffs and p- go to some team that they'll have a better record than. They'll they'll be we'll be we'll be talking about competition committee. Like, should this be the rule? Yeah. Should should you should you have a higher rec- a better record and still have to play a road game or whatever? But you know, I I feel like that's what's going to happen this year. I think there's good news and bad news. The good news is right now the Cowboys are four and two, and they're third in their in their division. They're still the fourth best team in the NFC right now. Like you look at it, there's only yeah. one team outside of the NFC, NFC East that's in the top four. That's Minnesota at five and one. You got the Eagles at you six play and zero. Oh, the Giants at five and one. Dallas at four and two. Nobody else has four wins other than those four teams, right? And so that's the good news. The bad news. And I don't even know if you call it bad news, but what you do know about the NFL is we're only at week six. Mm-hmm. Right. There are some teams right now that are down in that three and three range that will be at the top or near the top of this conference by the time we get to the end of the season. You look at a team like 49ers, they are typically they get hot as the season goes. I think the Rams, as the season goes, they're gonna get hotter. Buccaneers, as the season goes, they're gonna get hotter. I don't think the Packers are necessarily in that boat, but it wouldn't surprise me if they figure it out and they get hot. Like There are teams that are going to show up as the season keeps going because that's what happens in the NFL. So yes, right now, you look at this, the NFC East is basically running through this conference, and and they are going to be a force to reckon with in the playoffs. But I also think there are going to be some other teams that are going to pop out here that are going to get really good as the season goes, and they're going to be a challenge for everybody in the NFC. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Let's get one final question before we go to our end the show. Uh, We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, 
United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to the break. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now, get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details to join today. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. I have one final question for you guys. We're going to go around the table before we end today's show. It's a very simple question. Are you more optimistic or pessimistic following Sunday's game? Optimistic. I, I think this is. I mean, the team they beat themselves um, in the game. You know, where they, they had a chance to to win, they they rallied them themselves back in it. I think you know the Eagles. You know, give the Eagles credit for for taking it to them and winning the game. But I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be worried about playing them again. And and you know, you gotta maybe go play them again in in the playoffs and and go up there and play it again. I don't think that you know that you should be discouraged by it. Look at the schedule that's coming up. You, you, you're going to get better at certain positions. I mean, I mean to be sitting. If you look at the big picture, to sit at four and two, where, where they are and what they've been through and what's coming up next, I think that it's they're going to be in good shape. Just look at the schedule. Just look at the schedule and find find uh, three more losses. I mean, it'll happen probably, but I'm just saying, twelve and five looks pretty good again because it's tough to to come up with three legitimate losses on this schedule. Yeah, it's interesting. The teams you thought would be tough games, like Indianapolis, may not be as tough as you thought they at were. At Green Bay? Yeah, I mean, may not be as tough as you thought I mean, they I'd were. I'd like to see. I'm going to see it first before they actually Still go Still is there. at Green Bay, they yeah. beat Obi-Wan Kenobi up there in, in, in Lambeau, but I mean, I think they can do it. 
I'm definitely optimistic of what the season holds. Dak attack is going to come back. <laughs> um, no, I think that, I mean, seeing the way that they played, and, and again, the offense has not been producing points for you and scoring points and all that, so that's definitely a problem. But seeing the way that they were able to handle things without your, your starting quarterback was impressive. So in the and I think the defense, yeah, it was a bad week last week, but they they still held up and they were still able to come back in that second half and still compete. So I think that there's a lot of things to be optimistic about at this point of the season, especially with the things that are just finally going to start piecing together as far as the offense. We haven't seen that yet, other than that little bit of taste at the beginning of the year. But you can't just base the rest of the season on just that first loss, you know against Tampa. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I don't know how you can not be optimistic. You beat the two Super Bowl teams with backup quarterbacks, with your backup quarterback. You found a way to be 4-1 and one with your backup quarterback. You went to Philadelphia, and they had been killing people with their, their quarterback and their tight end. Neither one of them were really a factor in that football game. You know, you didn't tackle well enough in the game. You didn't really – do enough offensively. They're, they they held you in check throwing the ball in, in your receivers. That's something that should be a concern. But the fact that you're able to like survive what you did the last five weeks and to live and tell about it, how could you not be optimistic? This thing could be 0-6, and we're all talking about when the draft show is going to start or you know what are you going to do? What are you going to do at the trade deadline? Who are you going to get rid of? Contracts? Are they going to fire the coach? All these things. Nah you got to be optimistic what's going on right now. And, and also, you know, we, we don't always go back and remember different decisions that are made. But I think you got to give uh, Jerry, uh, Will McClay, uh, Mike McCarthy uh, credit for looking at what's out there and going, well, why is Cooper Rush going to be your backup? And Because mm-hmm. their, their mind was if – if something happened to Dak, he can win games. And whether or not anyone believed that or not, here um, they did. And 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 then then they had to they had you know, had to come you know out and really see who could you know if that could happen. And it did. So I mean, we don't always think back to those decisions like that. But they you know they decided he was better than Will Greer, and both of them were better than anyone that was available and out there. And, and you know it's it's proved to be a really good decision. So um, you know we don't always go back and remember that, but they 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 should get credit for that. Yeah, I think uh, to me, I think it's you guys need to hit the nail on the head. I, I don't think there's any way you really can't be optimistic about what you've seen so far. The one thing I do think I know here is that there is one in my opinion, glaring weakness of this defense. And I think when Dak comes back, it will negate that to some degree, which is their run defense. I think if you can score more points, you will put pressure on teams where they can't just say, hey, we're just going to go with these short passing games, quick passing game, and and run the ball. You can put them in situations where they really are going to have to get more aggressive offensively, which plays right into your hands. And I think that's something that was kind of starting to concern me as time went on is that I think teams were realizing they didn't really have a choice. You can't play the kind of game you want to play where you want to take a little time and make those throws downfield against this defense. Here's something that the the you know when you look at the division, Giants, Eagles, Washington. Um Washington's kind of out of it right now, but but you know, if you rank the six games that you have to play in the division, how tough they are, mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys have already played the, the two toughest at Philly, at the Giants. Yeah. The next one would probably be Philly at home and then Giants at home, 
and then at Washington, and then Washington at home. Uh, the Eagles and Giants can't say that. You know, they can't say that they've faced the the toughest part of their division just yeah. yet. They haven't gone to Dallas yet. They haven't even played each other yet. So, I mean, I, I just think when you look at it, two and one in the division, you played your toughest games. Like like Brian said, you played the Rams on the road. You played the Bengals. Those teams are probably going to get up in there. That they have played the toughest part of their schedule, I think, already. And now they get a chance. I mean, look at Detroit, Chicago, Indianapolis, the Texans, the Giants at home at Jacksonville. They they should really have a good chance for 11-12 wins. Yeah, you just worry about late in the season that Jacksonville games before Philadelphia. And so you don't want to you don't need a letdown in that thing. That could be tricky. All of a sudden you're thinking, okay, hey, you got a big key divisional matchup coming up Christmas Eve, and then you go to Jacksonville the week before and poop in the bed. Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback the last time the Cowboys played there, and I think there's going to be a a fan or a a million that are going to be at the game for the Cowboys. I guarantee you the Cowboys will have more fans than that game uh, in Jacksonville. And I mean, now Jacksonville's playing better, but I mean, it'll not be like a true road game. One other thing to note about the Giants and the Eagles, they don't even play each other until December. Really? Uh, Both their games are in December. They play uh, on December 11th when we play the Texans, and then they play at the end of the season, the final game of the season. So that's interesting. That's interesting that they won't even match up until you get to the end of the season. One of them obviously has to take a loss in those two games, and so that's that's going to also shake things up in the NFCs because a lot of those teams, like you said, have not really always. We like to tie in this league. We do. <laughs> All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll get into uh, Cowboys versus Lions. Lions. Cowboys versus Lions. Okay. We're going to talk about the Lions offense versus Dallas defense. Till then, for Nick Eaton, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!